Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Final Down NFL Podcast with me, Jim, Denver Dave and Punk Raider. We're here to talk about NFL boys. How are we doing? I mean, I'm going to date this right. podcast immediately and say happy St. Patrick's Day. So there we go. <laughs> Get on the Guinness, boys. Thanks very much for <laughs> dating that one for me, Punk. Uh, you, know, you two are okay. Apologies then uh, from me, guys, but I have a stuffed nose, uh, not feeling 100%. So uh, if it doesn't come out quite as crystal clear as normal, that's that's why I'm struggling through, but thought we'd do it anyway. So the show must go oh, on. Oh, mummy's brave little sh- soldier. <laughs> Thanks very How much. How many Guinnesses have you had? You're slowing already. <laughs> I know. Bad, isn't it? <laughs> I'm dosed up on over-the-counter medicine, so let's see how it goes. Should be an interesting one. Before we talk about the scheduled program, which was the review of the NFC West and NFC East divisions, we need to talk about one of my favourite teams in the league, the Cleveland Clowns. They disappeared for a couple of years, but they seem to be back with a vengeance. They have managed to turn the situation, light it in gasoline, and then throw it through their own kitchen window. They went down to Texas to try and openly court Deshaun Watson. Got the predicted response from Baker saying that he uh, didn't want to move. They have recently come out saying they're not going to let him move. But let's face it, they're not going to pay for his fifth-year option. So other teams a la Seahawks are currently circling for Baker Mayfield. By the time this is released, he may already have gone. Boys. So can I can I can you just give me a refresh of the situation? Because I I was a I was a little bit slow on this. I've not been checking my phone and keeping up with what's happening. So Baker Mayfield is essentially on his fifth year option next year. Yes. Now if he says I don't want to play for the Browns, the Browns aren't going to give him that option because that means they're essentially going to be giving him twenty million dollars to do nothing. So effectively he's a free agent, right? Yeah. Mm, yeah, to a degree. Unless they pick up I his mean, option so, first. Circum- yeah. Circumstances permitting, but they, I mean, he'd be, if they give him a fifth year option, he's essentially almost untradeable because the Browns are going to want a really high pick because he was the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. No one's going to pay that. And only, I mean, the maximum anyone's going to pay is, let's say, a third, but I'm, I'm, I'm being ambitious with that. They're probably not going to pay a third, if I'm honest. So. I mean, what you're looking at there is is a situation where they've managed to get a first overall pick and completely shoot themselves in the cock. I don't think I managed to do that. What a bunch of idiots. Because that's what Cleveland do, isn't it? Yeah. You know, all they had to do was have some quiet conversations. Um, yeah. And, you know, the fact they got rebuked means none of it ever had to come out. So, you know, it's, they, they, yeah, Watson. they really have. So, yeah. No, no. And they'll probably end up with Jimmy Garoppolo or something. Mm. I mean, wow. I'm not Baker Mayfield's biggest fan by any stretch of the imagination. No. But, you know, the Browns oh, the Browns have sort of built their team and their franchise around him. But out of all of this, the guy I feel sorry for potentially is Amari Cooper because he's gone from, you know, being <laughs> a, a at, at the uh, Cowboys, a, you know, a, a peerage franchise. And if you're if you're a wide receiver one for the Cowboys, that is a that's a status position considering some of the guys in, the in history have been there and done that in the past. Well, even now, yeah. <laughs> let's be honest. The, and now he's gone to the, the Browns. The Browns have probably turned around and said to him, "Oh yeah, we're going to get Deshaun Watson as well." So. You know, they probably use that well, then, as part of the bargaining chips to get well, then, Cooper more, to go there in the first place. Well, then more for him for believing that. That's why I'd say. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> weird times, weird, weird times. But no, so which teams are likely to be trading for him? Now? So we mentioned the Seahawks, 
who else is in on it? So Punk is always there's continual. Well, the Colts, um, Colts could do with a quarterback, couldn't they? We well, don't know what Mayfield is eyeing the Colts. That is the uh, so the latest news. I think if I was him, that would be sensible. If, yes. if, so if I was Baker Mayfield and had a choice, I would go Colts over Seahawks definitely. Is it just then the case that whoever whoever is in for um, whoever is in for um, Deshaun Watson and doesn't get him. Their their second option immediately is Baker Mayfield, because you know you're looking at Carolina Colts, Seahawks throw it into. I know they're not in the mix, but you know, um, and yeah, throw for a few few of those. Yeah, I mean, you'd think Mayfield Falcons. would be cheaper than Garoppolo, so you know. Well, I think it's... I think the fa- going back to what you said just there, Jim. I think the Falcons stay with um, Matt Ryan. I don't think the Falcons eat forty one million. Of dead cap in order to move from Matt Ryan to uh, Baker Mayfield. I don't think there's that much of a jump. I see what you're saying. Me neither. I'm just going by what is happening with the yeah. uh, the studios around the league uh, this uh, the last 24 hours. They've mentioned um, mm. Atlanta a lot. Whether they'd move on because they're expecting to maybe move on Matt Ryan. Are mm. Atlanta then in the hunt for Watson? That's right. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. the point. Is it? They, they look at maybe trade them. Ryan for Watson so, as a kind of a trade. Well, they, well, I'm I'm just now considering maybe Watson goes to Atlanta, Ryan doesn't necessarily go to Houston, but becomes free and goes to Cleveland. Could do. Problem is the problem is any um, any uh package that the Eagles are able sorry the Eagles the Falcons are able wrong bird the Falcons are able to put together is likely to include Matt Ryan and them eating his money basically. So th- that's likely to be a package. Have um, they not I'm, have they not got draft picks and stuff? Because I know Houston sure. is still quite high on what they're asking, aren't they? But yeah, I'm not sure. I think a lot of what they're asking for is is uh, package deals for next year. Because obviously next year's draft is more of an attractive proposition than this year. Uh, the problem is before the Falcons have even done anything, they've already got twenty one and a half million dollars worth of cap space, uh, dead cap space already. Yeah, yeah. So they're already eating for you know they can't and then add another forty odd on top of that. It is it's really really difficult to 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 have that kind of um, dead cap that you're eating basically. I mean the Texans the Texans are going to be eating a lot of dead cap and they've already got thirty five million as it stands. So, you know, it's not a particularly nice place to be in for every single team. The The issue that the Falcons have got is if in order for them to upgrade, they're going to be in an enormous amount of cap space and the, the upgrade has to be significant. I don't think that upgrade is significant from Matt Ryan to Baker Mayfield. I might be No, wrong. I wouldn't say no, so. No. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Cleveland, for uh, stepping in some, uh, some yeah. cow mess. I mean, just the perfect way to annoy your current quarterback and not get the QB yeah. here after at the same time. Mwah, the thing is, on that one. Do, do we know if there's been any kind of communication between the franchise and the QB? Because the QB position which, is the one... Which, which franchise and which QB, Dave? We've just run oh, out sorry, a lot of sorry. franchise and a lot of QBs. <laughs> the Browns. The Browns and Baker Mayfield. Has there been any kind of communication between the Browns and Baker? Do, do we know if there's... You know, did they yeah, probably, probably Baker turning around going, you better let no, me I mean, go. Did they yeah. go to him and say, look, we, we, we're going to meet with Deshaun Watson because, you know, no. we need to just identify whether or not it's a possibility and we need to examine our options. No, no. that's 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 the problem, that they didn't speak to Baker beforehand. They just they're went and did it. Idiots, and, then. You know, yeah, it's, it's not the most sensible thing to do, is it? Is piss off your franchise quarterback. But <laughs> God bless you, Jimmy Haslam. 
<laughs> yeah, useless it's a, it's a, absolutely useless it's a bizarre scenario it really is I can't wait for that to unfold and hopefully that means the clowns will be bottom of the NF- AFC North although I want a high draft pick next year damn it this isn't working <laughs> uh, well let's see how it goes we're going to move on now to the scheduled programming and we're going to look at the NFC West and NFC East we're going to start in the better division like we did last time uh, with the AFC and we'll go with the West so and we're going to go down in order of how they finished uh, in that division. So we start with the Super Bowl winning Los Angeles Rams. They won 12 games, lost five last season. They were 10 and six. So an improvement there. And obviously then all the way through helps when you've got Matt Stafford there rather than Jared Goff uh, to see games to the other end. Uh, also Von Miller, but we'll talk about him a bit more in a minute. Uh, we talk about their best game and their worst game. So I put forward their best game. You tell me I'm wrong. Uh, they won the Super Bowl. So we can talk about like about whether you should trade away your future picks for vets or, you know, but they knew they could do better than golf and they made it work. So I'm having that Super Bowl win as the best game of the season. They had, they had big well, they won, but They won the Super Bowl. It has yeah. to be the best game of the season. There's no, there's <laughs> no arguing it. that, that Wait for you it. know, it could possibly be something else. There just isn't anything else. Hold, hold, Dave. I'm not, I'm not said anything. No, I agree. I agree. Super Bowl win is the best one. Right. Okay. Uh, worst game then. So not great well, division no. for the Rams. <laughs> they lost to the Cardinals and got swept by the Niners. The biggest loss came in the away game against San Fran when they lost 31-10. But they only had five losses. The other two went to them one seeds in each conference. So it was, it was slim pickings, basically, to find a, a bad loss. But like I said, that, uh, that away game to the Niners, 31-10, was a bit embarrassing. Yeah, that was, that was the one that you kind of it was back to back with the Tennessee loss, wasn't it? So you, it kind of made you set up and go, actually, are the Rams as good as we think they are? Yeah, a lot of turnovers. Um, but yeah, but it, it it was kind of they just had a little period, didn't they, where they kind of lost their way a little bit um, in the middle of the season, and and Stafford was just lobbing interceptions left, right, and centre. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think that 49ers game's probably the right one to pick as there were. I think you can pick any of the three. Tennessee game they lost because then they lost France, San Francisco. Then there was a bye, and then they lost against Green Bay. And they lost all three of those games. They started that period at seven and one and ended on seven and four. Um, hashtag maths. And they, I think that the only reason I choose that Green Bay is because they go into that game. And they're on a bye, so they've got that week to prepare for it. They're coming off two losses against, you know, the number one seed in the AFC and the uh, 49ers, who are divisional uh, rivals. And it's kind of, they've gone into that, that game expecting to win. And they didn't. They lost by more than a score. So it just felt like that that was probably most disappointing. I mean, they had Jacksonville the following week. So, you know, we're back on the win wagon after that. But um, yeah, any of those three, I think, is perfectly acceptable. Okay, let's look at uh, what's going on for them then in free agency and with the, the trades. So the big news was Von Miller heading out to the other side of the country, back to the AFC, and the Buffalo Bills have given a six-year, 120 million contract to do that, 45 million is a signing bonus, and 51.4 is fully guaranteed. Dave, as a uh, Von Miller oh. lover, what do you think of this move? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if he earns all of that money in that entire contract, I will be absolutely shocked. <laughs> and the thing I, I put on Twitter, that you know what, that contract has got more exits on it than Interstate 25. There's Absolutely. no way they're paying all of that as a 33-year-old. But no, good luck to him. The Bills have been missing um, a pass rush for quite a while now. And um, yeah, I think it makes them better. And, you know, he's getting a lot of money out of it. So yeah, fair play, well done. 
good, good contract for him. I think it's, I think it's a, I think it's a very good contract for him. Not so sure it's a good contract for the Buffalo Bills. Mm. They do need pass rush, but you know, is thirty-three-year-old Von Miller really going to fix all your woes? No, but he'll help. He'll help, no doubt. About oh, that. it'll certainly help, and name always helps, but. You know, I just, I, I'm not sure I see it as a massive upgrade on what they already had, to be honest. Um, plus, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's pretty obvious that Von Miller just wanted to play in cold weather. <laughs> sun in California. That's what he loves. It's what well, it's New York. Love. It's New York, you know. Technically, it's New York, yeah. Well, no, it is New York. It's in yeah, New York. Te- it's the only, technically, you're, you're, you're it's touching the only Canada. Buffalo are the best team in New York. Yeah, they're so, yeah. <laughs> Bills have tried to draft, I'm thinking like Ed Oliver, AJ Epinesa, people like that, that they've tried to bring through to kind of give that that interior pass rush. But I, I guess it's kind of a older heads to help them out, give them some uh, some teaching. So there's that. Let's well, get back the to the Rams. He's a real leader in the dressing room. That's the main thing. So it is one thing that he really, really gives you. Yeah. Um, which every team's talking about at the moment, hence why at the moment Honey Badger doesn't have a team. Just saying. Yet. Yeah. Uh, back to the Rams then. So, just breaking news is free agent wide receiver Alan Robinson's just signed a deal with the Rams. Three years, 46.5 million with just over 30 guaranteed. Uh, Punk, I understand you wanted him at the Raiders. Yeah, I like Robinson. I think he's a decent, decent receiver. Um, I think he's always been a bit under the radar just because the fact that he played for the Bears. So, of course, he had no quarterback ever throwing to him. Mm-hmm. Thanks before that um, as well. But, so that before that as well. So, Blake yeah, Bortles. exactly. So, yeah, no, exactly. He's 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 always been a bit unlucky where he's been, where with absolutely no quarterback. But actually, you know, as a, as a receiver, he's solid. He's decent. Um, whether he's a wide receiver one, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. But from the Rams' point of view, that gives them a really good receiver room now and and a bit more depth as well. So. I think for the Rams, it's a good pickup. It's a bit disappointing for me personally, but uh, yeah, I think I think they will do good business there. This surely means the end of OBJ in LA, for, at least for the Rams. Maybe for the Chargers, but well, he's you, he's out of contract. Um, so if he were if he was coming back, he'd be signing a new deal anyway. Um, and it wouldn't shock me if they bring him in as an impact player at the end because they're probably not going to have to pay him an enormous amount of money. And I think he probably loved the life out in LA. So. Depends how if they're on a run to the uh, to the Super Bowl, I can absolutely see them doing it again. Mm. Uh, some people going, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, some people going the other way. So right guard Austin Corbett has been snapped up by the Panthers. Um, cornerback Darius Williams is going to the Jags. The 29 year old signed a three year, 30 million dollar deal with 18 guaranteed. Defensive tackle Sebastian Joseph staying in SoFi Stadium, but he'll be wearing the baby powder blue of the Chargers next season. He signed a three year, 24 million deal with 15 guaranteed. Uh, outside linebacker Ogbonia Okoronkwo is off to Houston on the one-year $3.25 million deal. So lots of movement going on. The only people that are kind of left, really, for the Rams that are in terms of free agents is Sony Michelle, uh, who they switched the first-round pick for from New England, and OBJ. I guess with the Alan Robinson move, we know it's kind of what's happened with OBJ. But Sony Michelle, are they invested in him enough to, to bring him back again? He didn't do an awful lot in the in the Super Bowl. No, he, was, he didn't do an awful lot all season, to be honest. Injured for a lot of it. So I, I think the biggest loss for them is one you've not mentioned. That's Andrew Whitworth, who's their uh, 37-year-old yeah, left tackle. He not yet, but he's still got another year left on the contract. 
Um, so he should think retire. He's going to pull a Brady. He should retire. I mean, to, to go out on top like a Peter Manning, you know. Especially at 40. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Hey, man, 40 is the new 30. Well, maybe, but not when you're playing in the NFL, surely. <laughs> so at this point, we're going to look at their biggest needs moving forward. Now we've gone through the players that have gone in and out so far. Obviously, there's more potentially to come. Uh, because of what you just mentioned there, Punk, my, my pick was the O-line and left tackle, especially. I, I think that Whitworth should go. Yeah, I agree. And as a result, they need to uh, to beef that line. Yeah, they, they, without question. If, if Whitworth goes, and even if he doesn't, to be fair, I think they could still do with some some depth on the line and you know bring in the heir apparent even mm-hmm. if he comes back for another season and and build him up so he's ready for next year. Yeah, the only other position I thought I of suppose... was um, cornerback. So being Jenny Ramsey's Robin isn't easy, and Darius Williams is now gone. So uh, the guy they drafted last year is currently fourth string, which doesn't give a lot of confidence. So I'd probably look. Don't pick someone well. in the first round. Oh, they don't have the first round. Oh, like the second. Oh, they don't have the second round. <laughs> third. I'm not even sure they have a third round. Hey, they, they've got eight three. draft picks. Their first one's a third round compensatory pick, and five of them coming into <laughs> the sixth and seventh. So <laughs> <laughs> they'll find a cornerback in there. That's fine. <laughs> you know what? Go cornerback and a running back. They'll be well. Yeah, go and go and go and get three cornerbacks and hope one of them's half decent. That's all you need to do. Yeah, exactly. they're currently minus exactly. eight point two million against the caps. They're thirtieth. Uh, in the league table for uh, available cap space. But, you know, they won the Super Bowl, so they don't care. They're, they're very happy. No, everything's fine. Exactly. Everything's fine in LA. Uh, and, obviously, um, Sean McVay is sticking around. He's not going to take a, a pundit job yet. So, they'll be looking to run it back. Aaron Donald, after mentioning potentially retiring, but not had anything since then, so I can only assume he's coming back as well. So, yeah, they should be quite happy. No reason, especially in the much weaker I'll be, NFC. I'll be amazed. I'll be. I was going to say I'll be amazed if they're not uh, a contender again next year. To be honest, yeah. I mean, you know, they're they're not losing enough pieces that it makes you think they're going to drop off a cliff. So you know, they they should make the playoffs. Oh, yeah. yeah. And to, um, so Andrew Whitworth announced his retirement apparently on the fifteenth of March. Just googled it. That's, that's apparent. That's according. To yeah, but Google. there's there's a there's a difference between announcing your retirement and actually putting your papers in, as we've seen over the last few weeks. Thomas Patrick Brady Jr. Some people, <laughs> some people have integrity and stick to their word. Others <laughs> downright scoundrel. Well, there, there is, is that. cheaters. Yeah, yeah. there yeah. is that. <laughs> Morals are I can't believe he's can't believe he's done that to you, Jim. After such a fitting tribute that you gave him as well, I gave him the best tribute I could have given him. Uh, yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, that's I mean, next week. All right, that is next week. We're going to move on right. to the second team in NFC West, and that was the Arizona Cardinals. They finished eleven and six last season. They were eight and eight, so another season of progression in terms of results, at least. Uh, best game then. So such a good start for the season, winning the first seven. I've picked the week nine win at San Francisco. The Cards were coming off their first loss to the Packers, but even with injuries to Kyler Murray, Dondra Hopkins, AJ Green, and Chase Edmonds, Colt McCoy led the team to a 31-17 win. I don't disagree, but I would probably put in the week four win against the Rams as their best result. The only reason being at that point, they beat Tennessee, who Tennessee start badly um, and did really badly in that game. They beat the hot and cold Vikings and Jacksonville, who we know are crap. So they were coming off a three-win bounce, thinking, how good are we? And then destroyed the Rams. I mean, really did a number on the Rams, 37-20. So I'd go with that one because that was a sign of, actually, you need to sit up and pay attention to this team because they're, they're seriously good. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that's the one where I put on because that was a real momentum game. I can see what you're saying there. I've got a sneaky like for their best game possible. No, 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 you're probably right. You're probably right. San Francisco had injuries at that point. So yeah, no, I'll go with it. I'll go with the Rams. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Which brings okay. us on to their biggest loss. Well, also the Rams. The, the obvious <laughs> one is the playoff loss to the Rams. But I've got to yeah. put in. No, no, I've got no, to put no. in the true head scratcher in week fifteen in Detroit. <gasps> there were no You're excuses right. of players not being available, Yay. and they were seventeen yeah. nothing down at halftime. It ended thirty to twelve. You you cannot excuse yeah. that, right? You cannot excuse that game. Um, and they backed into the playoffs, and they nope. got done like we thought they were going to, you know. But that 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 game in week fifteen. I mean, even Mason Rudolph got a tie. Yeah, so. I uh, I stand corrected. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Excellent. Glad I reminded you of that one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sorry about that. I completely forgot. God, that was amazing, wasn't it? Because at that point, weren't they ten and three or something like that? The uh, crack wow, is ludicrous. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, ludicrous. they would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That that was that was one of those lovely Acabuster results. Yes. Oh, that we got oh, last season. Destroyed. Yeah, uh, Thanos yeah. clicked the uh, the yeah. hackers of, of millions. Um, obviously, Kyler's coming off uh, year four, coming into year four of his guaranteed contract. And talk about QB drama. I mean, he was the first one. If he plays the fifth year option, his base salary jumps from just under 1 million to just under 30 million. But presumably, his agent told him they need to start working on the new contract now. Um, leading to the situation we're in where he removed his social media for a while. That didn't obviously sit well with. Uh, the, the top brass in Arizona. He since reinstated his social media, uh, but I don't believe a new contract's been offered to him yet. And we're in a situation no. where they've kind of there's a bit of a standoff now. And what we saw is progression, but uh, obviously a play there by Kyler's agent has kind of backfired again, where the league is trying to flex their muscle over players. Well, I think a lot of this sort of came to a head um, on March the second. Uh, because Kyler's agent came out on March the 1st and made some comment about, um, you know, the organization really needs to show him, you know, that they have loyalty to him over everyone else. And on March the 2nd, Steve Kime and Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury both signed new deals. And uh, since then, there's been a, a lot of sort of quietness coming out of Arizona because it's kind of like, look, GM's here, so Steve Kimes the GM, Cliff Kimsbury's the head coach, obviously. Um, you know, we've got uh, the GM we want to keep, we've got the head coach we want to keep, and Dave said you're staying here to play, and there's no contract right now. So, you know, let, let's just get on with it and carry on playing ball. And since then, there's been almost no noise. So whether a decision has been made behind closed curtains, but that that's kind of where it was. It, you know, when... When you're having arguments with your general manager and, and the head coach and then say that, you know, the style of play doesn't suit you, then they both go and sign new deals. It kind of tells you what your organisation thinks of you and the moves you've been making, more importantly. And it's a little bit unfair on Kyler because he's the main reason those two got an extension. I mean, Steve Kime absolutely yes. dropped a bollock with Josh Rosen and then was allowed to go and draft a QB in next year with the first overall pick because he whiffed so badly with Rosen and has failed to build a team. He absolutely wasted Larry Fitzgerald as a talent. Um, I think, you know, I don't, I I think I don't understand how the, Steve Kime still has a job, to be honest. There we go. Boy, if you look at the rest of the team that he put together, he orchestrated a, a roster that included JJ Watt and um, 
Uh, um, Andre Hopkins, he likes to bring across, but yeah, uh, I mean, there was there's an awful lot of you know players there, and that led to them starting you know seven straight wins. Um, so you know he could look at it and say, "Well, I put together a roster that helped do this, that, and the other." Blah 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 blah. And the head coach lost four of the last, well, five of the last six games. You know, it's not on me. <laughs> so credit the wins roster. and uh, shoulder, shoulder the losses. Okay. What a good, that's what a good GM does. That's exactly <laughs> what they do. Okay. I mean, to be fair to Murray, you know, he, it's not like he played badly last season. There were games last year, right? like, for example, the Dallas game, where he absolutely carried the yeah. team. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, you know, the, he is a, you know, top-notch quarterback. You'd easily put him in the top 10 in the league. So I'm not quite sure what, what all the hoo-ha and the problem is about. Just give the guy a new contract, you know what I mean? It's yeah, not, well, I think with the it's free not rocket agent, science. With the free agent signings are made, I think I'm not sure they can... You know, really push themselves into giving him a new contract. But one thing they could do is give him a massive signing. Now, the only thing is, unless they just don't think he's worth it, because you know, it started. Well, it started there was a lot of rumours coming out that all of a sudden, you know, no one's really got love for Kyler Murray, and he's just a bit of a dick. I mean, the amount of stuff that was coming out about that as soon as he started taking all of his uh, cardinal stuff away from his Insta face or Snapchat or whatever it was, mm. all of that, you know, the, a lot of rumors started coming out. Now that's orchestrated by the organization. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, yeah, that's organizational press. Anyway, that's still going on. There's going to be uh, no easy or early end to that that drama. So watch that continue. Uh, Chandler Jones has moved over to the AFC to partner Max Crosby in Las Vegas. A three-year, fifty-two point five million dollar contract was agreed. Thirty-four million of that is fully guaranteed. Punkus, happy about this? Very happy with that. Yeah, absolutely. Charlie Jones is one of those defensive ends that you can rely on. Double digits, um, basically. Every season, exactly. You know, he's you know he's the perfect foil really for Crosby. Um, yeah, it's we. I mean, we've had the trade where we've moved and got Quay on, um, or we will be moving and got Quay on uh, probably to Indianapolis. So it fills fills that void as well. Um, yeah, I like it. I think Chandler Jones and Max Crosby, and especially with you know certain donkey teams picking up Seattle Seahawks quarterbacks, love it. Um, <laughs> it's probably, it's probably, and with um, Khalil Mack as well going to the Chargers, you know, we've probably got the best set of pass rushers now in the entire league, all within that division. So, I mean, you lot, that's going to be very interesting to watch. <laughs> you lot might have, we haven't. No, <laughs> your draft one. That's, You'll get one. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm happy with Randy Gregory and um, Bradley Chubb. I think we'll the, get on to the that. only thing that, we'll get on to that. Yeah, the only thing that's going to really sort of allow um, Chandler Jones to have success in Las Vegas is if the league stop instituting the uh, the holding exception rule uh, in Las Vegas where you're allowed to hold the defensive ends of the Raiders because that seems to be fairly consistent now where referees aren't allowed. Oh, yeah, no, no that's, don't start that, that's been a rule since about... That's been a rule since about 1968, I think, yeah. to be honest. Why do you wind you know, up his call holding, that one, Dave? Hold, holding, yeah. holding calls cannot be made uh, yeah. when, you're, when you're playing anywhere... Let's, uh, in silver let's and black. move on. So, you know, <laughs> Back to the Cardinals. So wide receiver Christian Kirk got the early payday to join the, the Jags. Four years, 72 million with 37 guaranteed. Anyone wants to explain that one to me is, uh, is welcome. That feels like an awful lot of money. That feels like a ridiculous That's amount of money one for money. a guy that, you know what I mean? If you're going there expecting him to be a wide receiver one, I think you're going to 
be in for a bit of a shock because yeah. he really is you know quite happy to be corrected and if he proves me wrong and gets 1415 touchdowns next year then I, I will be proven wrong but yeah christian kirk is not a receiver one no chance um i'm not, not I'm, I'm not too mad at this one basically because he's significantly better than what they already had um and there's an out after two years so it's basically a two-year 40 million dollar deal well it's not really 40 million dollar it's a two-year 29 million dollar deal and then there's an out so if he turns out to be rubbish they can they can can him after that it's only in year two year three and year four where there's almost no guaranteed there is no guaranteed money um that his cap hit goes up to 21 and a half million a year so they're only actually on and this is what the jags have done with all of their free agent signings apart from um evan ingram who's only a one-year signing they put an out in after two years. So they're saying that, that, that you know, they're spending a huge amount of money. They are, and they'll feel the pinch next year. But if it turns out to be successful, they're taking a punt on the guy that they really like and hoping he comes through. And if he doesn't, they can bin him after two years. But the quarterback's not going to get him the ball. So how's he going to be of well, any use whatsoever? They've now gone and got another uh, offensive tackle as well. I can't remember who that and is. And they go like uh, four we'll, games we'll without yeah. scoring. But they, they, they get you much. can't tell me that's all the receivers. No, 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 100% not. No, but it's part of the, it's part of the pie. You know, you, you can't have some. You can't have a pie that tastes bad and just blame the ingredients. Some of it's on the chef. So wow. you know, yeah, I'm afraid it just is. We'll see what happens, but I mean, it's an interesting one. It's one to keep an eye on next mm. season, definitely. Yeah. Don't be too mad at the uh, contracts thing. Running back Chase Edmonds has been taken by the Dolphins on a two-year, twelve-point-one million-dollar deal. Half of that is guaranteed. Um, they've cut. Linebacker Jordan Hicks. Hicks was a second on the Cardinals in tackles this year with 116, his third straight year of triple digits. He also had four sacks and two fumble recoveries this past season. That move frees up 6.5 million in cap space and leaves 3 million in dead cap. Hicks is just 29 years old, so no surprise that he was gobbled up and the Vikings won that race uh, for that player. They did sign Zach Ertz to a three-year extension worth 31.65 million 17 and a half of that is guaranteed Ertz was traded in week six last season and his 56 catches matches the Cardinals franchise record for tight ends which says a lot about the Cardinals uh, but they have 9.7 in available cap as of today they are currently picking 23rd in this year's draft they don't have a fourth round pick so them's the Cardinals um, did biggest you, need. Did you say Chase Edmonds has gone to the, the Dolphins? Because yes. they just signed yeah. Raheem Moser. They're signing every running yeah. back in the world. I was going to say, I they're trying to get a running game that works, aren't yeah. they? And they just haven't been able They've had everyone go through there in the last <laughs> season or two. So, running back you know. to die. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know that. You never know. <laughs> okay, so biggest needs. Uh, cards got stung last season when they brought in Malcolm Butler, who then retired in August. And as a result, they had to give fourth round rookie Marco Wilson a lot of unexpected reps. This has to be the area most targeted as far as I'm concerned. I uh, don't know if you guys have anything else you want to put on that. I would. I think you're right. I think that's probably the area they need more than any other. But I would like them to bring in a decent running back to help Kyler out a bit. Um, I think with Edmonds going as well. Yeah, there's a bit of light in the backfield. Yeah, it is, but we've seen his injury record previously, although he was much better last year. Um, it's probably something to do with not playing for Pittsburgh. But, you know, it's, it's <laughs> one of those where <laughs> it's one of those where, where you, you would like them to have a bit more depth because you just can't trust Connor not to break down at some point. I think they need a big power back. Maybe. Someone to open up the outside zone for Connor. So. Someone like that. Alex Collins, someone like that. Well, there's a man with no injury history. Indeed. And, and I guess looking at, at 
who's left, they probably could do with a linebacker and some pass rush as well. Definitely pass <laughs> rush. I mean, Chandler Jones gone, Marcus Golden and JJ Watts another year older. Yeah, and they haven't got a Hassan Reddick rushing deep either. Interesting times for the Cardinals. I mean, you know, they, they've, do you been, know what? they've been getting better every season since they drafted Kyler and it's all kind of some grey clouds on the horizon. I had completely forgotten that JJ Watt was at the Cardinals. That's how much <laughs> of a non-factory he was last year. I mean, I said it like like 10 minutes. One of my favourite defensive players of the last 10 years, and I'd completely forgotten he was even still playing. (laughs) It kind of says everything, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay, let's move on then to the third team in NFC West, and that was the San Francisco 49ers. They finished with a 10-7 and regular season record. Last season, they were 6-10. and Um, So, better. Best game. Uh, it was a fight to beat the Packers in the divisional game, but they did sweep the Rams this year. I personally feel that the Week 18 game in LA, when they had to win to get in and came back from 17-3 down at halftime to win it 27-24, that game not got me to the playoffs. So that was my best game for the 49ers. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at it, but I'd, I'd be very tempted at going away to Green Bay. It was a terrible um, game, having, Punk. Having, it doesn't matter if it's a terrible, <laughs> a terrible game. game. It doesn't matter if it's a terrible game. But the for awful. the 49ers to go away to Green Bay have absolutely no no offense whatsoever and come away with a win against that uh, Packers offense is fantastic result. Listen, the highlight Jim, video Jim. is 30 seconds long. It doesn't Jim, matter. Jim. I have to side with Punk on this one. One thing you're forgetting, that he's used to watching terrible games. Come on, he's a Raiders fan. Oh, here we go. That's a (laughs) non-factor. Just washes over him. All right. And we can't just pick the most important... I think getting into the playoffs is most important. Not the most important. The most important one was was the one that you're talking about. Absolutely. But it wasn't their best game. It was a much better game than the Green Bay game. Hang on, are you? Do you want best game from a neutral point of view, or do you want oh, best game from the 49ers? There are facts. That's so important. It has to, they have to 40, play well. From a 49ers point of view, the best game is the one that they won away in Green Bay that no one gave them a cat and hell's chance to win. That's not true. I stand by it. Yes, it's that's true. That's not true. Some of us bet yes, on it's 49ers true. to win that game. Yeah, I know, but that's because we're sensible and we know what we're doing. But I there are millions <laughs> of people out there. <laughs> that, that didn't yeah someone's going to go back and prove us wrong now aren't they but <laughs> you know my heart said San Francisco <laughs> I might have said Green Bay in the actual picks but I, think I said Green I Bay because it, it was like the a snowstorm happening and it yeah. was just that was exactly. it rather than exactly so, the 49 you know, to, 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 to come up with a, a blocked punt touchdown in the last however many minutes and then actually finally put a drive together to score the winning field goal. That to me, if I'm a 49ers fan, that's an amazing win. That's the best win going. Worst game, where they were swept by the Cardinals and the Seahawks, but the NFC Championship game where they genuinely could have won it, if not for a few mistakes, I'm thinking that fourth quarter drop from Jaquiski Tart, who I really like, by the way. Um, so if they had made it to the Super Bowl, they would have fancied their chances. So I've got to put in the NFC Championship game. So many what-ifs. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Most, I think most of their regular season losses were all when they had decimated teams. Yeah. Um, I mean, they suffered through injury massively last year. Uh, so much so to the point that people actually wrote them off about mid-season. But um, yeah, I, I, I think I'd agree. I think NFC Championship, when you get that close and don't pull it out the bag. Although, you know, as we said previously many times, it is very difficult to beat a team three times in a season. So... 
you know, it's uh it's a tricky one, but yeah, I'll give it I'll give it the NFC championship game. The big storyline really continues to be what's happening at QB. I mean, will Jimmy G be moved on? Is Trey Lance ready? Will Tom Brady actually play there? It's another thing that's being thrown around. Uh I personally I'm surprised that Jimmy G hasn't been moved on already. I, I felt that the the plan was in place when they drafted Trey Lance that they let him sit for a year and they'll be ready. He played a couple of games, had a few snaps here and there as well. Um, looked exciting from what I saw anyway. I was expecting him to have a full off season, getting all the reps and uh, be ready for the start of next year. Yeah, I mean, considering how much trade talk was around Jimmy G, it is a bit surprising that there's not a lot coming out about him. I mean, it could well be that the 49ers has kind of looked at Trey Lance and gone, we're well, not quite ready yet. So, you know, with this team that we've got that we, that we feel is a, you know, playoff contender, maybe we just want to keep Jimmy G around um, for another year just to, you know, help us along and, and give us that kind of dual threat quarterback if we need it. Alternatively, could just be waiting for the right price to come up and and then flog him to Cleveland. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah this, waiting for this it to uh, work itself out. I think John Lynch has probably, you know, set his stall out and said, "Look, this is what I want for him. We're in no hurry. Let everyone else run out of options, get desperate, and pay us the price we want." The Forty Niners, you know, whatever they're doing, they've made their decision up. There's no saying that they're going to trade him. They've not said, you know, we're moving off him. You know, they, they've got their backup. If it takes two years, it takes two years. It's not the quarter, first quarterback to do that. You know, so there's no hurry on them. And if, if they say we want a first rounder, we don't care who that first rounder comes from, sit there and wait. Someone will get desperate now. Someone will get desperate now. Yeah. Someone, Someone will always get desperate. Oh, we'll give you a first rounder. Especially Cleveland. Cleveland. Like Cleveland. Ruin that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But someone will pay the price that they're putting up and they are in absolutely no hurry. All that's happening is every day goes past, Jimmy G's value is going up. That's that's all that's happening right now. Yeah. So what's been going on in free agency? Well, starting guard Lake and Tomlinson signed a three-year $40 million contract with the Jets with 27 guaranteed. Defensive tackle DJ Jones is going to Denver on a three-year $30 million deal with 20 guaranteed. Dave, we better just ask you about that. Are you happy about that? Um, yeah, he's a run blocker. And one thing we sucked at last season was stopping the run. So he's not a guy who's going to get to you quarterback, but he's going to sit in the middle of the line. We're going to be playing an awful lot of um, uh, an awful lot of nickel and dime packages next year with four or five, uh, maybe even six defensive backs on the field. So we need someone in the middle who can stop the run when there's a surprise um, run. It's going to also help having Josie Jewell behind him as well, who we've just re-signed on a two-year deal. So yeah, good move for us. Good. Uh, Raheem Mostert is joining the rapidly growing running back room in Miami, joining his old OC in Mike McDaniel. And wide receiver Trent Sherfield's also gone to Miami on a one-year deal. So, biggest needs. I, I did put cornerback. Um, that was a couple of days ago. <laughs> so, the, the reason being that K1 Williams and Jason Verrett are out of contract. So, um, I was very happy with that, that choice. And so they went and signed uh, Javarius Ward from the Chiefs on a three-year $40.5 million deal with 26.7 of that guaranteed. Um, so thanks very much, Sam Fran. I still contend that they probably do want to put someone else there if they're not going to re-sign both Verrett and uh, Williams. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd agree, I think. The thing with this 49ers team is they don't have a huge amount of holes. When you actually no. look at the names on paper, you know, there's not a, there's not a million 
million holes there. So I think they're almost in that enviable position of, of just strengthening depth. Yeah, well, to a certain degree. I think the secondary is something that they can address because if they if they start playing, as I've mentioned, nickel and dime packages where you're playing more backs, that's where you're a bit thin. So it's not going to be too much of a bad idea to really try and strengthen that out. Um, nowhere on the offense is, is an issue for them. Um, I've heard rumors that Kyle Juszczyk might be on the move, in which case with, with the running game that they play, they may need to go and get a new fullback. But yeah, secondary makes makes perfect sense. They've done some work on the defense. They've brought in linebacker Oren Burks from Green Bay and defensive tackle Hassan Ridgeway from the Eagles. But uh, I guess they need to replace Tomlinson on the line. And you could also potentially look at wide receiver. I know they've got three pretty decent wide receivers, but you can always do with more. They 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 have Debo Samuel. That'll, that'll be fine. <laughs> Doesn't matter who else you've got. They've got the best. For me, the best wide receiver in the league. I'm going to therefore I said it, God damn it. I just said it. <laughs> uh, Cooper Cup's knocking on your door right now. They've got yeah. 8.8 million in cap space. They've got no first round pick. The first pick they've got is at 61. So they've got a second, two thirds, a fourth, fifth, and sixth this year in the draft. Uh, that is the 49ers. Yeah. But positive moves. I mean, they still made the playoffs and they still got through to the championship game. So, and if they, if they can move Trey Lance in there, then the future's bright for, for them because then they can the have thing? that rookie contract for another three years. You know the thing that's annoying is they'll go and pick up guys in later rounds who are going to turn out to be absolute studs and they're going to pay them nothing for three years. Yeah, that's what's annoying. And they've got a quarterback that they're paying tuppence and eighty for. Exactly. So their their roster is just going to get better and better and better if he turns out to be good. If Trey Lance is rough, forget <laughs> it. Then good. Can go out and get someone. I think he's good from what I've seen. But there we go. Well, gadget player. He's nothing more than a. A big Taysom Hill. So we're now going to move on <laughs> to the worst team in the NFC West, and that was the Seattle Seahawks. And it's only going to get worse as well. Last season, uh, they were 12 and 4. This year, they were 7 and 10. So they went first to worst in the division. Best game. They beat the Colts away in week one. They had some easy wins over the Lions and Texans. They beat the Cardinals when they were in free fall, but they did sweep the Niners. So I'm taking the week 13 win at home over them, 30 to 23, and it stopped a three game skid. So. About as good yep. as it got. That's the one I picked out as well. So I mean, it's 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 slim picking. So yeah. even I can't argue with you, Jim. <laughs> Thank you. Worst game, ten to choose from. So no longer slim pickings. Any <laughs> shout out hurts. And in week ten, they were coming off their bye week. Russell Wilson was back from a thumb injury, and the game in Green Bay ended seventeen nothing. It was three nothing at half time, and the Packers scored two rushing touchdowns late. It was an awful, awful game, and absolutely nothing to take away for a Seahawks fan. Do you know what? I'm I'm not entirely convinced I watched much of the Seahawks last year. So I'm looking I'm looking at these results in these games and I'm going, I don't remember a single thing about them. <laughs> well that didn't hit red zone very much that game. So when you go into any game and you score zero. Yeah. I mean it hurts. Yeah. No, okay. I'll I'll go with you on that one. That or the Washington one, even even mm. the Washington one you could throw in there as well, because it was close. Know, it was close, and and Wilson had been back a couple of games by then, so had got the ring rust off. And yeah, I mean, you know, they were just a bit crap overall, really, weren't they? And the hurt continues. Russell Wilson is gone. Bobby Wagner is gone. The Wagner really seems pretty acrimonious as well. Not for the first time a player leaving uh, Seattle feels aggrieved at the treatment as they push the door handle. DJ Reed's gone, so that's the safety is going to the Jets on the three-year, thirty-three million dollar deal. Um, 
yeah, the, I mean, the Seahawks haven't made it past the divisional round of the playoffs since that Super Bowl loss to the Patriots in 2014. That's seven years of not getting anywhere near the Super Bowl, which seems weird after they made it back to back. But it just kind of all fell apart so quickly. I mean, what doesn't help is the fact that their offensive line is so poor. I know we're going on to divisional needs at some point. Yes. And they're eating 40, almost 43 million pounds in dead cap space this year. That's 43 million pounds of talent they cannot use to replace massive holes in that roster. They are rubbish right now. They need, they need to go and really try and uh, improve in free agency and in the draft. Let's look at the players they've picked up then. So Chargers linebacker Uchenna Nwoso for 19 million. Artie Burns gets another chance coming from the Jesus Bears on a one-year, two million dollar deal. I know all about Artie Burns. Um, Chiefs how much, guard. How much are they? Sorry, how much are they paying Artie Burns? Two million. One million dollars. Two million for like one year. Fourteen. I was going to say, oh, okay, I can get behind that. Well, I can't. Uh, Chiefs no, guard Austin rubbish, Blythe but... has agreed to join the Seahawks too. They've re-signed safety Quandre Diggs with a three-year, $40 million contract extension. Uh, cornerback Sidney Jones got a one-year extension for $3.6 million. Defensive tackle Al Woods got a two-year extension for $9 million. Of course, they got Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, mm-hmm. and Noah Fant from Denver. Um, but when you consider what they've lost, these moves don't really placate the fans as far as no. I would be concerned. Ruth- Rumours are when they re-signed Quandre Diggs, who's their strong safety, when they re-signed him, they tried to give his agent two first-round picks um, just out of force of habit when they, re- when they sign a safety. Very good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get that, that's your fault, not mine. <laughs> well, with that trade of Russell Wilson, they've now actually got a first-round pick. They're picking ninth overall. They've got two second-round yep. picks. They've got a third, two fifths, and a seventh this year. So Yeah, but Seattle can't draft. Like, well, I know that. At all. You know that. They're crap at drafting. Yeah. The only team that's worse than them at drafting is the Texans. Other than that, it's just pants. Maybe the Raiders. Raiders <sighs> wasted a lot of first round picks and hit on later yeah, ones. Yeah, but we're just, yeah. I'm we're just not, not good at, at first rounders because, you know. Yeah, yeah. The other one, the other rounds you, you're okay with. So I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll rescind some of what I've said. You just wasted a lot of first rounders. But no, Seahawks are rubbish. Like, really bad. Left tackle Dwayne Brown's also out of contract still. Um, 36 and a half years old already. So that's, that's happened. I mean, it, do, it does feel to me like we're going to see a Seahawks team that I remember from the kind of late 80s, early 90s, where yeah. they literally had Steve Largent and that was it. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, with the amount of rumors flying around about um, uh, uh, DK Metcalf, I, you know, they might not even have their Steve Largent. So, yeah. <laughs> This, this is, yeah, I think it's going to be a horrible couple of years for the, the Seahawks, to be honest. And just like a fan of Baker Mayfield and Colin Kaepernick as their quarterback. <laughs> well, they're just like a band who've had nothing but dross. And now they've released one half decent album. And now they go back to releasing dross again. That, you know, they're kind of diverting back to type. I just don't understand what the direction is at the moment. They just feel like they've got a 71 year old coach, a GM who's got no clue what he's doing. Yeah. And, you know, there's an immense lack of direction, whereas a lot of other teams have at least, you know, a destination in mind rather than just endlessly roaming through the woods. And this is the worst division to be sat in if you're having that, that crisis of identity because these other three are getting through to the playoffs and they're only getting stronger every year. Well, this is the thing, right? So the Broncos have had no quarterback for the past God knows how long, but at least we had a half-decent defence. We knew the direction we are going. You we're, had Peyton we're Manning, was it five it. years ago? Yeah, 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 but there's been a lot. Um, okay, Goldfish how many? How, yeah, but what you've also got to remember is Peyton Manning in that final year was not a good quarterback. But he, he got you a Super Bowl. One. 
He didn't get the Super Bowl. Well, he didn't get the Super Bowl. Defense got the Super Bowl. He was so there. We've had. He did we enough. Had an underperforming. He did enough. We had an underperforming um, quarterback for the past five years in, in one form or another. But we've tried true. to beat teams with defense. The Seahawks aren't doing that. The Seahawks are not doing it. There's no direction. What, what are you going to win with? Nothing. I don't, this is what I'm saying. I just don't understand. I don't, I really don't get it. Well, I can't, maybe believe, that, clear. I can't believe that Pete Carroll is still going to be there next year. He's so old. He, he's had so many problems of, you know, when, when that Legion of Boom was getting disintegrated, like Richard Sherman, it's a great story. He said when he left, he left because he couldn't deal with Pete Carroll anymore. Because yeah, Pete Carroll would just tell you the same story, which works if you're in college because <laughs> you're there for three years and you won't hear it again. But when you've been with him for more than three years, he's repeating the same stories. And if you've been there for more than three years, you just like you start laughing at him. So he loses all credibility. Um, I, well, look, you know, it is what it is. If he wants to keep playing, and if sorry, coaching, and if they want to keep paying him, then more for the Seahawks. Let's talk about their biggest needs. Um, we have, we try to avoid it. I'm saying quarterback. Guys, they've only got two keepers in the contract, um, and that'll be Jake, Jacob Eason and Drew Locke. Locke's got a career QB, QB under 40. Drew Locke's all right. He's a decent quarterback. A career QB oh. under 40. <laughs> um, yes, quarterback's probably quite high on the list, as is uh, an entire offensive line. Yep. Um, Three some linebackers, contract. some pass rushers, uh, probably a couple of cornerbacks. Um, <laughs> but... Their safeties safeties are all right. Safeties, they're fine. But, you know, I'd say safety is about the only position that they're fine at. Can having having two two good safeties win you a Super Bowl? Mm. uh, Probably not on their own, no. (laughs) Yeah, they're rubbish. Sorry. But in free agency, they may, you know, if they can get Baker Mayfield, which is a substantial up- upgrade in what they've got now, yep. get him an offensive lineman and actually draft well, then you look at them and go, okay, you've got a half decent team. You're not going to win anything in division, but you've got a half decent team. But, but the they moment, also need who to knows keep hold of Metcalf and that as well, because, yes. you know, the rumors swelling around him mean that if he goes as well, then you know, there's, there's another position to need. So, you know. We'll then see. the Seahawks will do what they've done in recent years and give a massive contract to Jimmy Graham, for example. Yes. It's like someone told them it's still 2013. It's not. Move on. Absolutely. But we should move on because we yes. need to leave the NFC West behind. Let's go through to the NFC East. Uh, sorry, NFC East. Um, the Dallas Cowboys won this division. They finished 12-5 and five somehow. Last season, they were 6-10. and 10. Uh, best game. They swept the NFC East rivals. They were first in points scored, and they had two games where they scored more than 50 points. And the Week 16 game at home to Washington, where the then's football team brought their own seats in response to the Cowboys bringing theirs two weeks earlier, but they were 42-7 down at half time, and the game ended 56-14 was an absolute rout. There was a 40-yard pick six by D'Lo, uh, block punt TD. That got four passing touchdowns, and Cooper Rush finished the game. Yeah, I can I can accept that one. Worst game, the embarrassing wildcard loss to the Niners should be the pick no. here. But I think the week nine loss to the Broncos, when yeah, they were maybe. on a seven-game win streak, just utterly showed up the paper tiger that is the Dallas Cowboys. The final score was 30 to 16, but no Cowboys fans saw those 16 points as it came in the last five minutes for Dallas. So yeah. Yeah, do you know what this this was? Because a lot of uh, the defensive starters came out at this point. 
uh, for the Broncos. This was yeah. essentially a 13 0 scrubbing. Yeah. Um, and that that's not me being biased. That's you know there there are a lot of Cowboys fans that basically said that. And the reason this was so satisfying is going into that game. I mean, we all watch NFL media in one way or another. And the amount of cowboy fans on NFL media is disgusting. Yeah, and there was they were so disrespectful, and it, I'm not going to hold people people bad on this. I get why because the Broncos at times did suck, but you know the fact is when you just go, "Oh, we'll beat them," and then they get mauled so badly, it makes it even more uh, even more satisfying that they got worked. It and was a seven game rubbish. win streak, is why they I think they were rubbish. Yeah, <laughs> they were terrible. But yeah, those that's the best and worst game as far as I'm concerned for the Cowboys no season. With I, you there. I think I think you can call that their best game. Uh sorry, their worst game. Um I I would also think that 49ers wildcard game they really should have won. So, you know, they shot themselves in the foot there as well. I think, I think you might be right. I think you might be right in the fact that their worst game was the game against the Broncos because they lost against a potentially worse team and got mauled. Their worst moment is what was it the, that last drive against second, the Niners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The twelve-second QB sneak, oh, or the, the fourteen-second QB draw. So, yeah, so that that was probably the worst moment, but the worst game as a, as a whole. Yeah, got to be the Broncos game. We need to make sure we never forget that, that absolute oh, bonehead McCarthy call to do it's, that. It's burned in memory. <laughs> don't worry about that. Okay, so what have they been doing since the season finished? Well, Demarcus Lawrence has signed a new three-year deal with 30 million in guarantees but importantly for the Cowboys it does free up a lot of cap space this year so that's good news bad news Randy Gregory also got paid but by the Broncos so after announcing that deal to keep him Denver picked up the phone and offered him the same deal by the sound of it five years 70 million with 28 guaranteed Uh, we talked about that in our last pod Uh, good news they've locked up Michael Gallup on a five-year 62.5 million dollar deal that includes a 10 million dollar signing bonus the risk with Gallup is that he did do his ACL in January, so hopefully he'll be ready to go again. And he had, he had surgery last week as well. He had surgery last week oh, where they had Jesus to open up his knee and um, mess about with his cartilage. And there's a lot of players who have uh, had had random, not random, um, a sort of scheduled. What would you call it? It's like regular BAU surgery, and it's ruined their knees. Um, yeah, there, there can be complications from those scopes. Yeah, massively. You get there's a lot of things with inse- uh, infections and knock-on effects and stuff like that. But well, fingers crossed for Gallup. Just feels a bit weird. He's yeah. a good player. Horse of a man. Bad news: Amari Cooper was traded to the Browns. The Browns had to give up just a fifth-round pick this year, and the team switched sixth-round picks as well. Mm. So that seems a bit strange. But they need the money Purely Gallup, so. yeah. Purely the money because of his contract. He was the highest paid wide receiver at the time. Um, and the Browns have just picked that up. Switch back to good news. Dalton Schultz got the franchise tag. So another tight end getting franchise tagged. Good for him. Uh, bad news. Cedric Wilson's gone to the Dolphins. The 26-year-old wide receiver signed a three-year, $22 million deal with 12.75 guaranteed. He's rubbish. He, sorry, he's garbage. <laughs> As a wide receiver, the amount of times I've seen he was on a route where he should have turned in the, in the ball, hit him in the back of the helmet. Sorry, when he should have zagged. Oh, nonsense, <laughs> nonsense. Not having it. Uh, and also, Connor Williams has booked a play down to Miami. Reference. Nope. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I only got a thing then. I thought you meant he was from the dodgeball. No. Uh, Connor Williams has booked a plane down to Miami. The 24 year old guard signed a two year, $14 million deal with the Dolphins. Everyone's gone to the Dolphins, haven't they? They've been busy. They have been busy. They were last year as well, though, the Dolphins, and and it didn't really work out for them. So it'll be interesting to see if they've actually got it right this year. 
Do yeah. they know the 53-man roster is not just for running backs, it's for the entire squad? <laughs> well, Connor that? Williams is a guard, so they're obviously looking to help out the running backs with <laughs> those moves as well. Uh, okay, so they've still got Blake Jarwin out of contract, Keanu Neal, Leighton Van Der Esch, uh, Carlos Watkins. Any, any team that picks up Leighton Van Der Esch and can keep him fit and keep his neck from getting injured has got an absolute bargain. Yeah, I think the problem is you can't. That's no, that's the issue. I think I don't think anyone's ever going to be able to fix his neck back together. So I think he's uh, he's one of those what could have been players. I think. Yeah. Um, what's their biggest needs then, boys? Oh, you name it. I'm not going to argue with you. The only thing I'll argue <laughs> with you about is uh, quarterback. Other than that, I think they're set. <laughs> There's holes all over that roster. I'll even accept. I definitely go head coach. Their biggest need. Oh yeah. I definitely go head coach. That's a great call. Their biggest need. I think. Yeah. If 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 ever there was a team that actually had the pieces to do something with a decent coach, to me it looks like the Cowboys. Do you know and what? Just they're so poorly coached week in week out that you know. If I think that's the biggest impact you could have. I'm going to disagree. I like your thought process, though, and I agree with you, but I am going to disagree. Their biggest need is a proper, genuine, know-what-they're-doing GM. That's what I reckon they need. Someone who can actually come in, run it like it should be run, bring in players who should be re-signed instead of pay, paying players who you just happen to like and have a relationship with, sign players at the right time, get the right head coaches, and actually fill roster spots properly. problem is you'll yeah. never get that there. Oh no! That no, owner no, no, no. in charge. hundred percent. Yeah. Even when even when Jerry Jones passes away and you've got Stephen Jones there, he's still not doing yeah, the yeah. same. No, yeah. no, agree hundred percent. But that's what they need. If I bring it back to positional, I'm probably going to say safety because Demonte Casey, J. Ron Curse, Malik Hooker, and Darren Darren Thompson are all out of contract. That leaves Donovan Wilson as the only other safety in the depth chart. <laughs> uh, wow. So I, I would probably look at safety, um, linebacker, like we said, Van Der Esch. Has had a great rookie season, but injuries have plagued him. Keanu Neal was also out of contract. He was a one-year um, pickup. So they need to do something with him. Uh, yeah, so anywhere along the defence, basically. And especially now they've lost uh, Randy Gregory. Yeah, must have been bloody stupid fault. Tis, tis. But there we go. Uh, oh, just uh, one last thing then. So cap space, they've currently got 24.6 million in cap space as of right now. Uh, they're picking 26th in this year's draft. So they've got a first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth round pick. So just missing the seventh, basically. Yeah. One one thing I wanted to mention very quickly, um, you know, the Randy Gregory contract, the wording they put in, um, do you know specifically what that was about? So uh, it was more, if if there is a suspension for any reason or anything like that, not only would it affect the bonuses that he's got coming in or the guaranteed money that he's got coming to him but he would also have to pay back money uh guaranteed money that he'd, he'd actually already earned so yeah. if he was in year so say if he'd earned money in year one year two year three and got suspended for whatever reason in year four he'd have to pay back all of the money that he's already played for and earned in year one two and three that is outrageous that's why he didn't sign for them i mean you can't blame him that is oh no it's absolutely i mean you could be in at the end of a four-year contract and all of a sudden you know you happen to fail a drugs test or you know get suspended or something and then it happens to a lot of players where you know you'll take a dietary supplement that someone says yeah it's absolutely fine it turns out not to be um and uh yeah you pay back all of the previously guaranteed money basically what you're saying is if you make a mistake you will owe us up to 70 million dollars 
that's basically what they're saying. And sorry, that's not on. I'm not having that. So I don't blame him whatsoever for moving. Absolutely. But again, another great segue, Dave. We're going to move on to the next team. The Philadelphia Eagles. Now, boys, uh, they finished nine and eight on the record. The year before, they were four, 11 and one. So a massive improvement there. Best game. There weren't many wins against good teams. So I'm picking the week 10 game in Denver. Where they just look like a good team. Hurts had two. It's not about you, Dave. Hurts had two <laughs> touchdown passes to Devonta Smith. There was an 83-yard pick six for Darius Slay as well. So, I just thought out of their performance, I know, thought that was a pretty good one. Do you know the only thing I'll say about that? And this is because I'm biased. I know it is. Yeah. But I came out of that game disappointed because we played badly. I didn't feel like we got beat by a better team. Do you know what I mean? And I'm used to us being beaten by better teams. A lot of the time, we're in the same. Um, in the same division as the, as the Chiefs, so but it just didn't, it felt like we played badly rather than getting beaten by a better team. But they were they played well on the day and got, it was a good result. So can't I mean. completely disagree. The Eagles completely outplayed you and stifled Get you out of it. Defense, they they were all over <laughs> you. You don't even remember the game. Of course I up. don't. No, you don't. <laughs> Worst game. They gave up ninety two points over two games with the Cowboys. The subpar performance in the playoff to give Brady a win was bad to witness. But that week 11 loss to the Giants is pretty shameful. Just an awful game for everyone involved. The lead receiver for the Eagles in that game had 32 yards. It was 13-7 and just a cheese grater for the eyes kind of game. So, yeah, you, you can't lose yeah. to the Giants to get away with it. I, I think can't can't argue with us. that. I think the I can almost because they were so crap. They were so yeah, bad. But- I, I can almost excuse the playoff game just because they're such a young team. We said at the yeah. time in our preview, you know, they'll either be amazing and it'll be a really close game or they'll be dears in the headlights and, and it'll be too big for them and they won't yeah. be able to cope. And it was exactly what we predicted it, it would be. So, you know, I kind of excused them that one a little bit. And yeah, any, any, any team that lost to the Giants last year, <coughs> Las Vegas, <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, deserves deserves that to be their worst game. So, yeah, no argument. Cool. Um, so, good news for them. They signed free agent linebacker Hassan Reddick on a three-year, $45 million deal. 30 of that's guaranteed from the Cardinals. He had 11 sacks last year. So, that's something they definitely need to, to get better at his pass rush. Bad news. Well, they've just cut Fletcher Cox. Wow. Six-time pro bowler has just hit free agency. Um, they cut him just before he was due 18 million guaranteed. So, um, so the uh, looking on Twitter, and we all know how dead accurate Twitter always is. Yeah. Um, apparently, they've cut him to uh, basically save themselves that 18 million payment, which would go against the dead cap. Um, but they're hoping to re-sign him and give him the exact same payment, but spread over three years guaranteed. Apparently, so don't be too surprised if he does end up going back. Mm. They also got rid of Hassan Ridgeway, which I mentioned earlier, to the 49ers. That's their other defensive tackle. Uh, I actually spoke to Philly Sy earlier, and he said that was his biggest fear, was Ooh. losing Fletcher Cox this, this offseason. So half his nightmares come true. <laughs> they might have been bringing him back, then great. But uh, yeah, sounds the, other half of his, risky. the other half of his nightmare was keeping hold of Jalen Hurts. <laughs> it, it is a bit of a risk losing Cox because they are so young that you know, you'd like to think that you'd keep a few veteran players around for just for the leadership in the locker room type scenarios. Yep. But, you know, and Fletcher Cox has been such a, a servant for them over the last few years that, you know, it's a bit of a shame, but he is getting on. So, awesome. you know, 
business is business. Yeah. Okay. So biggest needs. I still had edge even before this stuff about Cox and everything, you know, um, bringing in Redick is a good start, but with three picks in the first round and the decent cap room of 21 and a half million as of right now, um, they need to go back to what got them to the Super Bowl. As far as I'm concerned, that's just having loads and loads of outside linebackers. Whereas also it was having two defensive lines, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, they, they take one out, put a whole new one in. Um, you know, the the defense is, uh, sorry, the offensive line's knackered. And all of a sudden they've got a brand new set of pass rushers that wasn't too bad, exactly. you know, compared to the first one. So, yeah, absolutely. That's kind of what the 49ers have got. Yeah. I guess if I was going to pick another position, I'd, I know it's a bit of a, a curse for them, but wide receiver. Oh, I know Devonta Smith was a great pickup last year, but the next best receiver is a tight end. So <laughs> you've got to keep going. Dallas Collett is a great tight end, but you've got to keep giving options there for Jalen Hurts rather than just scrambling it. Um, they, they pick at 15, 16, and 19 in the first round. They've got a second, third, fourth, two fifth round picks and three sixth round picks. So a lot of capital they can move around as well if they want to. If it was me, I would use all three of those picks and Jalen Hurts <laughs> and go straight to the Texans and go and get Deshaun Watson. That's what I'd do. <sighs> You can you can say that all you want, but you have to say it's a significant upgrade. Um, you know, I, I genuinely believe that, that that is an action that the Eagles should take, and a lot of people on Twitter are also agreeing. Just just saying, everyone's allowed an opinion, and that's my opinion. I I, I don't think <laughs> I don't think Jalen Hurts is the guy. Um, I've been perfectly open in saying that. There's no malice there. I don't, you know, if the guy turns out to be brilliant, good luck to him. I, you know, I wish him the best career he can possibly have, as long as it's not the, at the expense of the Broncos. I just don't feel, I just don't feel he's the guy. Just about their uh, edge issues. They have got Derek Barnett, who's 25 out of contract. They've got Ryan Kerrigan, who's 33 out of contract. He came across from Washington, and Janard Avery, 26 out of contract. So they need to pay these guys. So they're going to keep them around. Um, They've got to do something there. But uh, it, it's at least promising for the Eagles. They're moving in the right direction. Sirianni had an okay first season uh, as head coach. And it looks like they're starting to draft a few better players than they were like three or four years ago. They're they're at a pivot point now. They're at a real pivot point. Three first round picks. You know, this, this can make or break them for the immediate future. They've got a chance yeah. to win this division next year. They've definitely got a chance of winning the division, especially if those picks come off or they, you know, trade away for players or whatever it may be. Um, But I think, you know, to me, they are a team that's trending in the right direction, even though they're young. So, yeah, see what they do. With that, we're going to move on to the penultimate team, and that is the Washington Commanders. We can give them another name other than just football team. Uh, They finished seven and ten last season. They were seven and nine. So, okay. Um, best game in the unbelievably disappointing season. Washington at least swept the Giants, and in Week Ten, coming off the bye and a four-game losing streak, they managed to beat the Bucks, picking Brady twice in the first quarter and winning the game twenty-nine to nineteen. Yeah, no argument with that. Definitely their best game. Um, anytime you you put one over on a, let's say, Super Bowl contender team, um, is a good thing especially yep. at that point in the season, because they weren't completely out of it at that point. They That was the start of a little run of wins for them that 
kind of gave us all the the kind of hope that they would turn into the Washington team that we'd seen glimpses of the season prior. Yeah. But it never happened. <laughs> no. Uh, worst game. I've got to go with that week 16 game of reference for Dallas. Giving up 56 points against the division rival is just unforgivable as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, there's some bad results, yep. but that one has got to hurt the most. Yeah. I think no, they had some extenuating that. circumstances with that game, didn't they? Didn't weren't they? Didn't they end up having to play almost an entire second string defense or something? Or they there was something. There was something about that game which made me go, "Oh right, okay." So Dallas didn't just put a shellacking on you. You kind of just didn't bother with the game. They brought but their I can't own remember what it was to the stadium. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You, try, you try and be funny or try and, you know, have a bit over the opponent. You've got them win the game. So, yeah, for that, for no, that reason, true. I was just throwing that in. So, um, big news then. So, aside from the new name, there was the trade for Carson Wentz from the Colts. They switched second round picks. Uh, the Colts get a third this year and a conditional third next year, which could go up to a second. The Colts also sent Washington the seventh round uh, pick this year. So, bit of a weird one. It's, it's what we've said on previous signings, and it nothing's changed with Carson Wentz. If right. you can calm him down a bit and keep him sane, there's nothing. Uh, there's, there's nothing wrong with him as a quarterback. The problem is he, he tries to extend every single play, like it's fourth and ten in the, uh, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. And you know, there's no there's no room for that in the modern NFL. I yeah. mean, to be fair to Wentz, with a receiver like McLaurin there as well, you know, he might actually have a chance to do something. Um, yeah, he might not have to extend plays as long because McLaurin does get separation. He's a very good receiver. So mm. you never know. You never know. It might, you know, a bit, bit more maturity from Wentz and that might come it's... with a bit bit of age that he has now, but we'll see. If um, I thought, yeah, if I thought I mean... that that was a remote possibility, then <laughs> you can be excited by it, by, you know, once bitten, twice shine oh, and all that. Excite, excited a little bit of an overstatement, but I think it'd be interesting. Oh, he's phenomenal to watch as a, as, as a, you know, because you always know he's on the edge of madness. It was like watching, you know, Roman Grosjean drive. You just knew you were one <laughs> moment away from doing something mental. Um, yeah. But yeah, as, as far as being a quarterback for my team, no, thank you. They've also released safety Landon Collins in an attempt to save some cap space. Um, they'll still take a 9 million dead cap hit this year. And for me, this is a weird one because Collins was one of the better players on that team last year, especially after they switched him from strong safety to a more kind of hybrid linebacker role after week six. So on a, a team of not much going on, he seemed to be the one kind of bright spark there. And uh, they've just released him. So there's that. And also Brandon Scherf, he's gone to Jacksonville on a three-year contract worth up to 52.5 million with 30 guaranteed. Scherf was the fifth overall pick in 2015 has already been to five Pro Bowls, though he missed six games this year with an MCL sprain and a bout of COVID. Um, they've snapped up Andrew Norwell from the Jags as a replacement. Norwell played for Ron Rivera in Carolina before he went down to Jacksonville. Also, defensive tackle Tim Settle's gone. The fifth-round pick in 2018 is off to Buffalo. So, more defensive help for Buffalo there and another name out the door uh, in Washington. They've still got to sort out contracts for Ryan Fitzpatrick if they want to keep him around. Uh, John Bostick, the inside linebacker. Cam Sims, a wide receiver. Cornelius Lucas, left tackle. Um, Bobby McCain, cornerback. You know, the Adam Humphreys, 
wide receiver. There's there's a lot of names still on the list that Bobby McCain. Yet. He makes good chips. I like Cam Sims. I think they should re-sign him. Um, their biggest need, undoubtedly, is a new owner. <laughs> I, I you know, do you know what? I would not disagree with that at all. Um, no. I think I think a stadium that's pumping raw sewage out and sta- and stands and collapsing, collapsing and all that. Yeah, yeah. Pumping your cheerleaders. Yeah. Pimping your cheerleader. I'm sorry, you know, get rid of him. I can, how can the NFL just not get rid of him? By now, he's a joke. He's an absolute joke, allegedly. <laughs> They're more likely to get rid of Stephen Ross because of his uh, alleged tanking of games. Um, mm, well, they've got that over him. They need to release those emails, don't they? The back to the, the commanders. Um, biggest need I had was offensive tackle. It's expected that Washington will use their first pick on a new left tackle. They're picking at 11. They've got a first, second, fourth, sixth, and two seventh round picks. Uh, yeah. I don't know, guys. Is there anything else jumping out of the page to you at uh, Washington that I need to figure out? No, they need no owner. Sorry. I like Washington. <laughs> I think their pass, their pass rush is good. Um, Deron Payne, I think he's an absolute stud. Yeah. Um, and I look forward to looking, uh, look, look forward to seeing um, Chase Young, uh, Chase him. Young after his after his year off. So, you know, it's it's an it, they're an interesting team to watch, and I, I have got an affection for them, but that affection is waning significantly with all the nonsense that's going off. So you'll, agree. you'll have to forgive me if I uh, if I don't show any love and affection in the media, in the immediate because it's uh, yeah they're, they're a difficult one to love. I'd agree that um, O-line is probably their biggest need, um, especially if they want to keep Carson Wentz semi-sane. Um, <laughs> they've got to protect him and, and give him a chance. Um, if the Colts yeah, can do I'd... it with their O-line, I'm yeah, worried I know. It's a tricky one, isn't it? Maybe it's a scheme thing. I don't know. But mm. well, yeah, their, their, their O-line and their run game, and they still can't protect and him. And Frank Reich as his OC. Yeah. <laughs> and then their coach. Yeah. Well, you never know. You never know. They've got 20.3 still in cap space. I think I do know. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Still a lot of moves yet to do for the commanders. With that, boys, I want to move on to our last team uh, in the NFC East, and that is the New York Football Giants. They finished with a 4 and 13 record last season. They were 6 and 10. Their best game. Well, not much to choose from. I'm taking the week nine win over the Raiders. Sorry, Punk. They were down at half time, but managed to stay in it and come away with the win. At home, twenty-three to sixteen, they beat the Panthers twenty-five to so three. That's yeah. a much bigger game. Everyone, than... everyone beat the Panthers last year. <laughs> it's true. Today. After the first three weeks, everyone beat the Panthers. I don't. So, I don't remember the Broncos beating the Panthers. I'm, I'm doing you a favour. I'm saying you're a half decent <laughs> team. I mean, you made the playoffs. Yeah, I know. I know. I just no. I agree. I mean, I I even said that was our worst loss. So, you know, in our in our previous pod. Yeah, so, so take, take that L. I don't disagree. I don't <laughs> disagree. Best, best game for them was beating the Raiders at home. Worst game, I mean, throw a dart, right? Uh, the Giants and the Cowboys don't like each other, and both these games must have stung for New York. But that Week 16 game in Chicago against Andy Dalton, we had Mike Glenn playing possum, and it was over by the end of the first quarter. That was a 29-3 loss. Truly shocking. I mean, you, know you, can, you can pick any of these games. Let's be honest. The games, the games where um, they had Mike Lennon and Jake from playing, 
know that that dreadful duo. Yeah. They are the most incompetent I've seen in an NFL team. And you know, we watched that. Um, you know the uh, the Dolphins team when they were tanking and all, but they were still well coached and there was still a lot of effort. They were just bad. Mm. Whereas this Giants team had just turned off. You know, you were seeing players sort of jogging through. Uh, jogging through coverages and stuff, and it, 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 it's, honestly, it's the worst I've ever seen in an NFL team because they they're were making business pants. decisions. Yeah, they were going out knowing they were going to get beaten, and there's like the bit a bit of effort for the first couple of plays, and after that, nonsense. And uh, it was it's the worst I've ever seen in an NFL team because there was just no effort. I mean, this was the end of the road then for Joe Judge. Uh, Bill's offensive coordinator Brian Dayball was installed as the head coach. He must have done a great interview because the Maros decided the remaining candidates had no chance. So why even bother? I'm not sure, guys, why you're letting Bill Belichick know who you're installing as a new head coach I've, uh, before everyone I've just, else. Had a, I've just had a text from my lawyer. Um, Jamie says, uh, watch what you're saying, please. <laughs> <laughs> and the Maras need to watch what they're saying. Why are they spilling out their new head coaching hires to a rival head coach? Weird. They deserve to get that investigated. Mm. Um, interesting as well that Mitch Trubisky rejected Brian Daywell for Pittsburgh. Um they fell back on the Texans, sometimes starter last season, Tyrod Taylor. They want a first-round pick for Saquon, and no one's calling them. You've got James Bradbury, who's one of their few decent players, counts $21.9 million against the cap this season. Reports are that neither he nor Saquon would get more than the fourth-round pick as trade value. Yeah, makes sense. Well, Sa- Saquon's got to pro- yeah, prove that he's, he's going to be able to come back at the minute, the- you know. Every three games, he's breaking down. So the problem yeah, with so- Saquon Barkley, is, sorry to interrupt, but the problem with him has always been, you know, he's not one of the guys who's going to get you four yards, five yards, four yards, five yards, five yards. Then break and get fifteen. He'll get one, two, one, two, eighty-six, one, two, three, seventy. That's what he'll do, and he'll do that by having that amazing turn of pace, which I'm just not sure he's got anymore. It just feels like he's a bit of a dead rubber now. Yeah, it's it's a shame, but it does feel like the injuries have, have, you know, kind of robbed him of what made him great in the first place. So we'll see. You never know. Never say never. I mean, Let's quite often. It. it was it was a, a draft bust. You don't take the second overall pick and waste it on a running back. You just don't. Yeah, you said that at the time. I agree. Yeah, and I was laughing. I get at. why they did it. I get why they did it, but. I don't. <laughs> I don't get it. You trade out of it. If you can't make a decent pick at second overall, you uh, you move out. You do something else. Tell that to the Browns. <laughs> well, they picked first. So. I know. Mr. Uh, yeah. They have brought in Mike Lewinsky from the Colts O-line in an $18 million deal. Uh, that should spell the end for Billy Price and also John Feliciano from the Bills to try and fix that appalling, and I do mean appalling, O-line. Um, Evan Ingram can be officially termed a bust as well for the Giants who took him in the first round in 2017 now that he's heading down to Jacksonville they're replacing him with Ricky Seals-Jones who comes across from Washington I like Evan Ingram I think he's massively underrated I think he's absolutely bloody awful no I think he's alright I think he'll prove to be a half decent NFL player it's like him and uh, OJ Howard I think they're both half decent well maybe but he's not for the Giants they have to term that as an absolute waste well, the thing is, when when they picked up Evan Ingram um, in his it's first year, overall. yeah, when in his first year when he had Eli Manning and Manning wasn't the shadow of himself, he turned out to be at the end of his uh, Giants career. He looked half decent. I remember him playing against the Broncos and was skinning us. We're just finding massive amounts of room but with Daniel Jones. You know, it's just not worked. There's no chemistry. Um, 
I, I think I think he's I think he's all right. I think he's not bad. I, I don't don't sleep on him in picking him up in fantasy in sort of round six, seven, eight, nine, or something like that. Because I, I think he's all right. Don't worry, he'll he'll do you a good job. Same same with OJ Howard as well. OJ Howard at, at the Bills, he'll he'll give a decent return in fantasy this year. I'm not signing off on that statement. Is that about you, Punk? But uh... no, me neither. I'm. No. <laughs> I, I've, I've not seen. I look forward anything. to you drafting him. Yeah, I was going to say I've not. I've not seen anything that makes me go, "Oh, now he's at the Bills. He's going to be a decent, decent tight end." Mm. No, um, you know, definitely if, prove it first. It's if, it, without a doubt. Uh, if um, you know, if uh, the Bills can make. Dawson Knox look half decent and him become a number two tight end in all of fantasy last year. I think OJ Howard is a good chance that he's going to become pretty dangerous in that position as well. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. This is I, why I won it last I don't... year. If you pick him punk, he'll be on IR. We know that much. <laughs> oh yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, anyone I pick will be absolutely and utterly <laughs> done. Yeah. Um, okay. So... <laughs> Biggest needs, well, throw another dart. They still need to beef that O-line. That will hopefully give the defense a bit more of rest than three plays. Um, also, defensive tackles. So Austin Johnson's gone to the Chargers and Danny Shelton's out of contract. So those are the two positions I would probably target first. They do have two picks in the top 10. They're picking fifth and seventh currently overall. They've got a second, third, two fourth round picks, a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh. Bad news, though, they've currently got minus 8.4 million in cap space. So they're 31st in the table <laughs> <laughs> for cap. Uh, so don't expect an awful lot to be doing there. No, it just seems like few, an absolute mess. I expect a few restructures. The thing is, the first year, you can afford for it to be a little bit. All the roster moves they need to be making right now are not for this year, are for, they're for next year. You know, get, get rid of people who's take the hit this year on dead cap, let it run over and really try and save money the following year and have a big splash in free agency. I know that's what they did last year, but they don't have Dave Gettleman as the GM anymore. So I think that they really need to focus on next year. Anything you want to add to that, Punk? No, it's the Giants. <laughs> they need everything. They're a shambles of an organization at the minute. They're a shambles of a team. You know, I'd much rather just just go and watch Everton beat Newcastle, to be honest, at this point, because you know, <laughs> what's the point in talking about the Giants? 99, 99 minute winner. One yeah, question I've got. You know, do you know I'm you know I often do the percentage thing. What what percentage do you think this will happen? Um Daniel Jones. Um I'm oh. more interested in your your opinion, punk, because I know Jones will be absolutely bottom bottoming out. Um out of a <laughs> sort of percentage wise, what do you think the percentage chance is of him being a success? And I use the word success in inverted commas. You know what I mean by that? I don't mean Yeah, yeah. I I, and- I mean Getting an average NFL quarter, getting them to a playoff, yeah, which exactly. in that division is possible. A winning record, genuinely is possible. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's start with a winning record, where, where people go. Actually, he's all right. You know, what percentage wise are you putting on it? I at the moment, their O line is so bad that okay. you, I, I kind of feel harsh judging him because I don't know if he's any good or not because he's never played behind an O line that can protect him at all. Now, you know, that's not to say there aren't things he can improve on. He definitely can. You know, not dropping the ball when you're running into an empty end zone with no one within 30 <laughs> yards is a good start. <laughs> Falling flat those yard play. lines are tricky to navigate. But I, I I, think it's really up to the Giants organization. If he, if they truly believe that he's a good enough quarterback 
to be there for the next few years, then they absolutely have to put an O-line there. If, if they don't, it's just negligent, you know, and they could end up costing him his career. I mean, it may well be actually that the best thing for Jones is just go somewhere else and be a backup for a couple of years and just, you know, earn yourself number one slot somewhere else. Because if, if it's, it's almost impossible with no running game from Barkley, no offensive line, you know, wide receivers that catch zero touchdowns in a season, it's, it's just almost impossible to actually judge him properly. Um, having said that, if they carry on the way they're going, I'd say 20%, and that's probably being generous. I, I mean, yeah, Jim, I'm assuming your number is going to be single digit. Yeah, mostly because of the organisation, though. You know, it, Punk is absolutely right. It's it's hard to judge a guy when everything around him is is so bad, and it's only getting worse as well. You know, okay. I mean, it's not it's not often that you say that the Jets are the better team in MetLife Stadium, Ooh. Ooh. but they are. They're, tre- no, I, they're I, trending I, in the right direction. They're bringing in better players. They've got a better head coach right now can, sorry can i can i give you one more theoretical uh scenario then um let's say he moves to the colts offensive line's good decent wide receivers you know what i mean he's in a better position yeah yeah, yeah. what 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 percent you know what i'm asking how what percentage are you looking yeah, yeah. at then it's so hard to judge because he hasn't got those things so you've never seen him in a situation where he's mm. calm and collected no, you, he's He's, 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 you know, he, you've seen he's him funda- fundamentally as a quarterback. He's not dreadful. You know, his, his, his basics are good. His release is all right. You know, he doesn't look like a terrible quarterback. But the problem is, you, until he moves or they fix themselves, you're never going to know. And he could be one of these that, again, put on the um, what could have been pile. Because if he stays there too long, He's just going to get, you know, his career taken away from him through no fault of his own. So, yeah, to a degree, I do actually feel sorry for him. Mm. Yeah, he, didn't, he didn't ask to be drafted. What was it, six overall? No, he was overdrafted no, as exactly. well. Mm. That's how, that's, that happens, you know. Got to deal with it. In New York, there's nowhere to hide. No, indeed. Oh, no, and that, that New York media is brutal. So, you know. Well, they call him Danny Dimes. He's been pretty lucky with, you know. Some of the, the coverage on him. He has at the minute, but how long does that last? I don't think he, he throws people open enough. I think that there are some some dangerous things he does with the ball. Who's he throwing open, though? No one, exactly. Golladay. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, he's trying to throw open... Yeah, well, he's trying to throw open Golladay. He spent last season catching nothing. Mm. It's, you know... For God's sake, you know, I know we say quarterback's the most important position, all the rest I'm of it. I'm looking at more than just last year, Punk. I'm looking at more than just last year, looking at his, was it three years now in the league of, uh, of sample size? Four three counts. years of sample counts. size, but but look at what he's been throwing to. Absolutely nothing. And he's got less than no time to do it. So, well, last, I, last I don't year, think you can be of, too harsh on him. In terms of receivers, he had two good tight ends. I know you don't rate Evan Ingram, but they had the other side, they had uh, Rudolph from the Vikings. Darius Tony was... Darius Staten's not bad. Sterling Shepard's okay. I think he's a good mm-hmm. second or third tight, uh, wide receiver. Darius Tony was drafted in the first round. Yeah. Um, 
So he he was given options, but as you say, those were all nullified in the fact that, you know, before he was sort of starting to go through progressions, he had someone in his face. Um, and also the fact he was missing last year for, for a lot of it as well. And, they, and it might be that, you know, look how bad they were without him. Might actually mean he is actually half decent. Um, in order for him to actually get success anywhere outside of New York, I, I give him a 30%. I'll say it's a... I wish him the best of luck, but I don't see him having a huge amount of talent. But I think you're right. He needs to move in order to have any kind of real success. Yep. And with that, boys, we have covered off the NFC West and East. Two more divisions to go with that next week with the NFC North and NFC South. No one, no one cares about that. Jesus. <laughs> the North and NFC the South. North and South. Wow. It's a bit of a wasteland, isn't it, now, the NFC? We should, we should... Hang on, we should be selling this episode. Tune in. That's going to be the most exciting <laughs> out of all of that. Yeah, we've left the best till last. Oh no, you can watch us roast the uh, the teams in those divisions. So that's yeah, gonna be worth. That that's well. gonna be worth the price of admission alone. So <laughs> make sure you're following us on Twitter and all those other good things uh, to catch that. Make sure you check us out on Patreon as well. Patreon.com/slash/finaldown um, means the world to us if you sign up and and join onto that as well because we post all our extra content onto there. So with all that being said. Until next week, or hopefully I'm feeling better. I've been Jim. That's been Ever Dave. That's been Punk Raider. Thank you very much for listening.